spoiler alert for Parasite. Okay, if you want to watch that movie, watch that movie first and then you can come back to this episode and listen to what I have to say if you are interested. Spoiler alert, Parasite, the movie. Okay, let's go. And welcome to Not So Secular. My name is Mon Reyes. I am a Catholic lay missionary here in the Philippines and I will be your host here today. In this episode, I'd like to address the question, is it a sin to be privileged? Now, why are we even asking this in the first place? You see the term privilege, the word privilege. You might be seeing it more and more recently on social media or hearing it in your conversations. Maybe it's a word that you've used when you posted something, when you wrote about something, or when you are speaking about something. And one of the things that we could observe is that oftentimes when people use this word in conversation and discussions, it is often used as a negative so examples of that is the term white privilege, referring to race relations, primarily in the U.S. Another example of that would be socioeconomic privilege or rich privilege. Because if you have wealth, if you have money, you have access to certain things that poor people don't. You have a certain amount of privilege, and so that is something that you should be grateful for, one. Second is, you should be mindful of, especially when you say something on social media or when you say something in your conversations. That's something that people would point out. If you are rich, if you have a certain amount of wealth, you have a certain amount of privilege. Another example of that would be gender privilege. It used to be just male privilege, but now females are included in this also. Straight people in general, because what is considered to be the oppressed group or the non-privileged group are the people belonging to the LGBT community. This is also something, you know, the term privilege is something that is also applied in politics. So recently... I went on Twitter to check this out to see, well, I didn't have to go to Twitter even. These are things that are just popping out on my feed and so on. But one of the things that I saw is this statement, right? Taking a break from social media is a privilege. And this is a statement referring to what happened after the elections. Because during the elections, social media was, you know, some people would say that it was quite toxic, that it was hostile, that it was unhealthy to be there. And some people were expressing that they want to take a break, they want to deactivate their account, they want to delete their app for a while, not be too exposed to social media. And, you know, generally, that is something that I would recommend to people, right? don't be too caught up with social media because social media is not always an accurate representation of reality. But the way some people have responded to this is by pointing out, you know, you know taking a break from social media itself is a privilege because some people can't afford to do that. Some people can't afford to turn away from the toxicity, from the problems, from the issues of society or, or of their family or whatever circumstance they are in. And so taking a break from social media is a privilege. That is one way that people have been calling this, this action out. Another thing that I saw is, is this statement, not caring about politics is a privilege because this is a, this is a criticism often thrown to people who would like to be apolitical or apolitical as would people would say 
and who would rather not broadcast their views or get involved in you know political discussions at least not online there are people i know who are not willing to do that online but are perfectly willing to do that in regular conversations face to face conversations but you know when someone is being politically neutral they are called out for having a certain amount of privilege because other people don't have that kind of access that kind of advantage that you can just be politically neutral diba and uh, an, an extension to that another thing that was said is moving out of the country is a privilege if you didn't like the people who won the elections you know having that option in itself is a privilege because other people don't have access to to just migrating or moving abroad unless they're OFWs or working you know uh, uh, for the family to to support them and so these are the things that we see in social media and in our conversations the use of the word privilege which is of oftentimes it's used in a negative manner it's used as if it's a bad thing it is bad to be privileged and let's get deeper into that let's understand that better let's nuance it better because i'm sure it's not just like that it's not black and white it's bad to be privileged which is why i wanted to talk about this question is it a sin to be privileged so now let's begin by defining our term first. Let's define privilege. What do we mean when we say the word privilege? So it is a noun, and according to the Advanced English Dictionary app that I use, it is defined as a special advantage or immunity or benefit not enjoyed by all. If you look this up on Google, which relies on Oxford languages, it says that Privilege is a special right, advantage, or immunity granted or available only to a particular person or group. So it's quite similar to the previous definition. It is also defined as something regarded as a special honor. So when someone or a group of people have a certain advantage or are, are given certain opportunities that are not available to all or uh, are not experienced by all, then that is something to be considered as a privilege. And oftentimes, when we talk about privilege, we relate it immediately to wealth and power. If you are wealthy or powerful, or if you belong to a family that is wealthy or powerful, or a social class that is wealthy or powerful, then you have access to certain privileges that, again, the less fortunate do not. Or a certain group, who don't have the same kind of power might not. And so you have a certain kind of privilege. One of the phrases that Google points out to us is the phrase, check your privilege. And this is the description that followed. It is used to suggest that someone should recognize that their attitudes or views reflect the fact that they are in an inherently privileged or advantageous position because of the particular social category or categories to which they belong. So yung term na yun, yung check your privilege. You can do a Twitter search of that and see what people are saying about check your privilege. And yung yeah, oftentimes it is used in a negative in a negative manner. When we say that someone is privileged, especially on Facebook or on Twitter, it is often used to mean that therefore your statement is invalid or your statement is not as relevant as you think. Because given the fact that you are privileged, your voice doesn't matter as much as those who are less privileged, who are in an unfortunate situation in their lives. Because yeah? 
the way that it's viewed is that your privilege might keep you or is it's keeping you from seeing a certain perspective that the oppressed group, whatever that group might be, again, if whether we're referring to gender or um, socioeconomic classes and so on, that oppressed group have a certain insight that you don't because you are privileged. So this is connected to a way of viewing the world that, that chooses to see events, circumstances, and um, dynamics primarily through the lens of oppressor versus oppressed. So this is kind of related to Marxism. But you see, Marx, you know, um, when, when he viewed the world in this way, it used to be about social classes. But now, in, in the modern, you know, in the modern way that we use it, it is often used to refer to race, to gender, to religion, and others, right? So when, when, we, when someone, for example, stays silent, we call them out for their privilege because they should be speaking up. Because if they don't speak up, then they are siding with the oppressors. They are siding with those in power. They are siding with the tyrants. So when someone stays silent, we call them out for their privilege. However, when someone speaks up, but what they're speaking up about or what they are saying doesn't align with the definition of right and wrong of that particular group of people, we also call them out for their privilege. Right? When someone speaks up and we think that they are wrong, we call them out and we tell them that your opinion is wrong, your insight is wrong because you are coming from this perspective, you are coming from this group, you are privileged. And so therefore, your insight, your take is not valid also. So when someone stays silent, we call them out for their privilege. When someone speaks up, we can also call them out for their privilege. So, ano na? Like, what are we, what are we gonna do? Again, is it a sin to be privileged? Because we, we, it seems like we look at it as a bad thing. And for us to, you know, better understand, um, for us to better grasp what we're talking about here, I figured that it might be helpful to talk about a specific movie. So there's this movie that came out three years ago. It's called Parasite. Maybe you've seen it already, you've watched it already, or you've seen certain parts on social media because there are certain memes that people are sharing. We'll get to that later on. So the movie Parasite in 2019 was directed by Bong Joon-ho, this is a Korean film. It won the Oscars for Best Picture in 2020. So that's something, right? The IMDb description for this says, Greed and class discrimination threatened the newly formed symbiotic relationship between the wealthy Park family and the destitute Kim clan. So there are two families here. There's the Park family, which are the wealthy family, and the Kim family, which is the poor family. And uh, by the memes, what I'm referring to, uh, you might have, I'm, I'm sure you've seen this already probably on Facebook, but I'm going to put a link in the description for, for us to, for you to get to see it yourself if you have to. And so this is coming from Cinema Bravo, which is um, Philippine-based, so it's, it's good to, it's good to refer to this. And there it has 3,000 shares and 100 plus comments and around 15,000 likes, at least as of the time that I'm recording this, referencing it. And how does, how does the meme go? So these are snapshots from the film. And then you have the first snapshot. I'm going to do my best to avoid spoilers in case you haven't watched it, but I recommend that you watch it first yourself. And so the first snapshot refers to that scene when you have the driver who is part of the poor family 
And then you have in the back seat the woman who is part of the rich family, the mom. And then the mom is, is she's talking to someone on the phone. And then she says, today the sky is so blue and no pollution thanks to all the rain yesterday. And then the next scene shows the, the victims of the storm that had just passed. Because the Kim family... You know, the Park family did not know about this, but the Kim family actually suffered from that storm. Their entire house flooded and they lost a lot of their possessions. They didn't have a lot in the first place, but they lost it because of the storm. Uh, the, the, the flood inside their house was waist deep and they were panicking when they got home and it was crazy. And this, this contrast is meant to show right, the privilege that the rich has because the rich can can be grateful for the weather for a storm for a strong rain while the poor suffer so this is meant to be some sort of um, message for us to check our privilege because there might be things that we're celebrating about that other people are suffering through and i get that i understand that that is a very valid claim it can be true that there are things that we take for granted or that we enjoy even that other people either have worked hard for or that might even cause them to suffer. And that is something that I think is important to identify. That is something that I think is important to at least see so that we have a more realistic view of the world. In fact, yung meme na to nga, these are, these are brought up when someone talks about, like, in a regular conversation, when someone says, you know, buti na lang umulan kahapon, malamig, presko. Kasi in the Philippines, you know, it can be really hot sometimes. And, you know, thankfully it rained. When someone thanks the Lord or, you know, the universe that it rained, someone points out this, this scene from Parasite. Ano ba yan? Parasite, ang privileged mo naman. And this is something that I've actually encountered, you know, in a group of people when we were meeting together and someone mentioned the rain and how it, it's good that it rained. And, oh, parasite, parasite. Ganun na yung mga comments nila agad. It's crazy. You know, people are talking about this. But you see, I also want to bring this alternate view, okay, into light. Because that is not how I see the movie Parasite. That is not how I interpret the movie Parasite. Okay? So, hear me out here. The way that I view the movie Parasite, the way that I interpret the message of the movie Parasite is quite different from how it is often portrayed or shared by people, you know, who, who share these types of memes. Because let's, let's look at the movie itself, right? At the start of the movie, you have the Kim family. The Kim family is a poor family. And one of the first jobs or that, that they are shown doing on screen is something so simple. It's a relatively small task. It's folding pizza boxes. So they, are, they, they have a, a small job of folding pizza boxes and they get paid for it. They get paid little, yes, and that's shown to us on screen, but it is also shown to us that the small task of just folding pizza boxes is not something that they do well. It shows that they are incompetent. Why? Because they're not even able to do a relatively small task properly. Kasi hindi pantay-pantay yung fold and then nagreklamo yung person na kausap nila about it. And so we are shown that they, they're, not, they're not performing well in the task that they are given. So that's one. I'm not yet done, okay? Bear with me. And then, later on in the film, this guy, the son, okay, who is part of the, who is part of the Kim family, was given an opportunity to tutor, to, to teach this other kid from the Park family, from the Rich family. And this is an opportunity that he didn't even deserve, that his friend gave to him. And so he accepted it. He 
he applied for this role, he became the tutor. But here's the thing. Instead of being grateful for it, instead what he does is he sees an opportunity to take advantage of this family because he considers them naive. He considers them gullible. And so slowly, one by one, they started inserting the different members of their families in different roles. So they had the driver fired so that his dad could work for the Park family. He, they, they had the the house help fired so that his mom could come work with the family and his sister also later on. And, and so you have these this, this this elaborate con, this elaborate deception. They were basically swindling or, or committing fraud to this rich family to take advantage of them. But the way that they were doing it, it turned out that they were completely competent. They were doing crazy things just to fool this, 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 this other family. And so given a relatively small task that is honest, they are super incompetent with it. But when they are given an, a dishonest task, when they could take advantage of a rich family, suddenly sobrang galing nila. Suddenly sobrang competent nila. So that begs the question, diba? imagine if they used their creativity for means that are good, that are not deceitful, that are not, you know, hindi siya panloloko, hindi siya con. Okay, you might think that that's a privileged take, but that's that's that was the implication in the ending, Because in the ending, spoiler alert, in the ending, the, the the main character resolves to do the right thing. This time, I'm gonna do the right thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna work honestly to earn this house so that I could buy it for myself and so that I could rescue my dad. Because toward the end, his his dad was in trouble. Okay, I'm not gonna go into the specifics anymore in case you you haven't watched it yet. His dad was in trouble, so I'm gonna do my best to work honestly and um and ha and you know, have this for myself later on. And yes, you know, that, that dream that he says toward the ending, it's ambiguous and quite unrealistic, but it's a resolution for the main character. It's a resolution for his experiences and how he has grown through it, what he has learned through it. Because he used to be a very dishonest person, belonging to a very dishonest family, and toward the end, uh, at least there was that statement of him wanting to do better. And I see that as a good thing. Now, here's another thing. Apart from that, so the storm, the storm happened. When, when the storm happened, they, they, when they got home, the, their place was already flooded. And it again, it ruined their property. It ruined their possessions. But hey, wait lang. Before we judge the situation, before we judge the people who were there, when the storm happened, it wasn't like... It wasn't as if they were out fending for themselves. What were they doing when the storm was happening in the movie? They were off taking advantage of the Park family. The Park family, the rich family, wasn't home, okay, because they went out camping. The Kim family, the poor family, started partying, started using up their stuff, stayed in their sofa, in their living room, in their front yard, whatever you call that. And so they started taking advantage of the place as if they owned it. And then it started raining and they didn't mind. That was what was happening. Okay? Minalas lang sila because the Park family had to go home because of the rain. The rich family had to go home because of the rain. And suddenly they panicked because they knew that they were doing wrong. And so they started packing their stuff, hiding, and they had to run away and go home. And by the time that they arrived home, their place was already flooded. It was, they were already experiencing... The, the, the difficulty that the storm brought about. Now, here's another question. Would things have been different if they stayed home? 
Like, would things have been different if they weren't abusing the naivety of the Park family? If they weren't trying to, to take advantage of them? If they were inside their house while the storm was taking place and therefore they could react right away before the place even started flooding? Would things have turned out differently? So you see their positions in society, the, the Kim family being poor and the Park family being rich. It's not just happenstance. It didn't just happen that, you know, that, that is how it is. And uh, these, these poor people are experiencing some sort of unfair um, social classification. It wasn't like that. Because the Kim family, the way that they are described or the way that they are shown in the movie is that they were super dishonest. They were incompetent in the times that they have to be competent, but they were super competent when they were doing bad stuff. And maybe that is part of the reason why they're poor. Again, you might call this a privileged take because I, I want to acknowledge that there are different reasons why someone might be poor, why a family might be poor. I am not one to say, okay, that, that you know, people are poor because they don't work hard enough. That is not what I am trying to say. I am simply trying to point to the movie that we're talking about, Parasite. Again, it's kind of ambiguous because the movie also shows that they weren't the only ones who fell victim to the terrible storm. There was this scene with the evacuation center and the entire neighborhood had to suffer also. And I think that's part of what makes the movie good. Because it's realistic, right? It's not like then No, no, no. It's, it's just this other extreme. It's just this other side. No, it, there's, there's, there's a lot of nuance to it that I think is worth understanding, is worth hearing out, is worth looking at if we really want to consider it as a reflection of our society today. Although I don't completely see it as a reflection of our society today, to a certain extent, to a certain extent, as many art forms do. This is currently available on Netflix here in the Philippines, so if you'd like to watch it yourself, that would be, that would be great. According to the MPAA, this is rated R for language, for some violence, and for sexual content. So watch responsibly. Uh, I just wanna, I just wanna say that. Now let, let's go back specifically to privilege, right? because progressives today typically view privilege as a bad thing. However, it's really, you know, if you were to look at it, it's really more of a love-hate relationship because they would also often argue that there are certain privilege which should be counted as rights. They view certain privilege as rights, right? And so that that is something that we can talk about more in a later episode. But as we're about to wrap this up, okay, there are two other things that we need to consider when we're thinking of privilege, okay? Those two things are luck and merit. When we talk about luck, we're talking about good fortune. We're talking about positive opportunities and circumstances. Being born in a well-connected and wealthy family. I'm not referring to luck as in the Eastern religion understanding of luck. I'm just referring to good fortune and bad fortune. Sometimes, you know, good things happen to bad people or good people. Bad things happen to bad people and good people. Sometimes that's just how things fall into place. That is not to take away from the sovereignty of the Lord, but you know, I'm speaking about this in a conversational manner. Right? Sometimes you're just lucky and sometimes you're not. And so it's important for us to consider that there are certain things that are outside of our control, outside of what we can manage. And sometimes, yes, we can become victims of circumstances. We can become victims of oppression, as in legitimate oppression, not the pretend oppression, okay? 
And so this is that is something that's important for us to accept and view and understand so that we could respond to it properly. Luck happens. But there's the other side to it, which is easy to forget if you're only looking at um, if you're only viewing the world through oppressors and oppressed, which is merit. There's also the value of hard work, the value of personal discipline, the value, the value that you have to offer to others. That's what businesses are about. That's what, that's what work is about. Basically, you offer a product or a service that someone else would find valuable so that they pay you for it. It's an exchange of value. That's what business is all about. And merit can help you change your luck sometimes can help you can help put you in better circumstances sometimes it doesn't work because you're just that unfortunate but merit has value also so there's luck and merit not everything is based on luck as if everything just happens to you and you have no control over your life but at the same time not everything is also based on merit as if everything that happens to you, you are in control of. Because sometimes things just happen to you. It's a combination of both. It's a combination of both what happens to you and what you do with what happens to you. These are important things to understand. And so let's go back to our question. Is it a sin to be privileged? Well, what do we mean by sin? Okay, this is... We, we can go into a rabbit hole talking about this, but for the sake of this discussion, I'm going to make it brief. Sin comes from the Greek word hamartia, which means to miss, to miss the mark. You can use it as an archery term. But if you didn't hit the target, you missed the mark. You sinned. That is a way of talking about it, which means that if you miss the target, it means that there is a target. So what is the target? The way that I try to explain this in simple terms when I'm talking about, when I'm talking to the youth is that according to Jesus, the greatest command is to love the Lord your God and to love your neighbor as yourself. Therefore, if that's the target, sin is a failure to love God and love people. That is what sin is. Bible Project has a good video about this. I'm going to link to it to the description also. They talk about sin, the word that, where, where, where it originates, as well as how it is used in scriptures. So to sin is to fail to love God and others, your neighbor, and even yourself. So let's go to the conclusion now. Privilege can make someone boastful because you have something that others don't. It can make you full of yourself, it can make you arrogant, and it can be a sin to be boastful because being boastful can be rooted in pride. Privilege, in the same way, can lead you to become indifferent because if you have a certain position in society or in your life that other people don't have and you're not able to connect with them, you're not able to you're not able to go to their level in a manner of speaking, it, it can lead you to be indifferent. And that is that that can be a sin because it is rooted in sloth, in you not wanting what you're supposed to want, not desiring what you're supposed to want according to how you've been designed, and that is for you to care for others, especially the poor. The church puts that emphasis about we should care for the poor. But if you don't care at all and you are indifferent about things that you should care about, then yes, that can be a sin. There's a third thing, being ignorant. It is not a sin to be ignorant, but it is not good. It's not good to be ignorant. So we have being boastful, being indifferent, and being ignorant. It can be a sin to be boastful. It can be a sin to be indifferent. 
It's not a sin to be ignorant, but it's not good. However, it is not a sin to be privileged because being privileged is merely a state. Being privileged describes the opportunities that you have, the advantages that you have, the benefits that you have because of what you were born into, because of what others have done for you, because of the circumstances that you find yourself in. That is not necessarily a sin. However, do not let it lead you into being boastful or full of pride. Do not let it lead you into becoming indifferent or slothful. Do not let it lead you into staying ignorant. That is what we should care about. That is what we should that that is what we should think about. What matters is what you do with the privilege you've been given. And if you have privilege, it means that you have access to doing things that others others just don't have. That means that you have a capacity to help someone else, to help another person that that a different guy, a different girl, a different woman might not have. And so that privilege can be used for good. It is not a sin to be privileged. It is merely a state. What matters, again, is what you do with your privilege. We cannot control what comes to us, but we can control what we do with it. And so... That is our episode for today. I have a recommendation though, talking about privilege and talking about progressives and worldviews and the woke. I have this book that I'm reading right now called Awake Not Woke, written by Noel Mering. I'm not yet finished. I'm kind of past halfway through the book, but it's super interesting. It's super good. It's a Catholic take on responding to the woke movement so that we don't fall prey into some of the falsehoods that are included in there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link to an Amazon link um, in the description so that you could buy it as an ebook if you want to. Or you could look for it somewhere else, maybe in full ebook. I'm not sure if it's available, but you could look for it in, in the local bookstores that we have. That is it for today, everyone. Thank you very much for listening all the way through. Stay connected with us by messaging me on Instagram. That's the best way to reach me or by joining our Facebook group, Not So Secular Discussions and Questions. Again, thank you very much for listening all the way through. I'll see you next episode. Bye.